here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron here. We'll be with Jeff Hawkins here in a moment. On today's show, we are going to go over my final, sent in, and delivered Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame ballot. I'm going to go over who I elected to go into the Hall of Fame who might be likely to go in the Hall of Fame, and all that good stuff. We're also going to talk about this week's Raw, with the return of The Rock, some interesting matches made, all tied really to three different people for Hell in a Cell, and go over what else we liked and disliked on Raw. Our opinion may be different than yours. If you have an opinion on Raw or our Hall of Fame picks, please let us know what your thoughts are by either hitting us up on our Skype line, at Let's Say Things, or our phone line, 260-494-3811. Our mailbox is always open, so you can leave us comments anytime, and we can play them on air. Send us a note, rob at shakethemropes.com, or find us on Twitter, at shakethemropes. We'd love to get your feedback on everything we discuss and incorporate your thoughts into our shows, and we'll be right back with Jeff Hawkins for this week's Shake Them Ropes. It's everyone it is shake them ropes rob mccarran here jeff hawkins here also as usual jeff getting right into it we were talking before the show began about how we were the only two people on earth apparently who are not enamored by this monday night raw i going as far to say that this raw sucked and i was not a big fan maybe i'm well, wrong let maybe me we're both that. wrong but let go ahead am- let me amend that. Yes. I, what, I, what I was alluding to was I think you and I are the only two people in this world that weren't enamored with the Rock segment. Yeah, what did you think about Raw, Raw overall? Bad is too easy to dismiss. It's lazy. They, they've gotten complacent, um, lazy to the point of being insulting to your audience, which they've already been anyways the past few weeks in terms of selling the network and whatnot. Um, if I was going to give a terrible sports analogy, which I'm about to, uh, it's the equivalent of playing prevent defense in football. They're playing it safe. They're not, and they're not trying anything and they're not winning. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hard, as, as I wrote to you in the email after all, I'm not hate watching raw. But I do hate to watch it at times. I um and I'm I, the opposite. I, I, I don't hate watch it either, but I I don't I'm not particularly enjoying it lately. And I uh, you know I want it to be good, obviously. But I mean, just running down the entire show, uh, the first segment is the usual segment where you're just getting everything set up for later on in the show. Your obligatory, you know, Triple H makes a match based on whatever's going down in the first segment. Um, you had Brie Bella and Summer Rae going at it, and then Jack Swagger and Tyson Kidd, you know, matches that really don't matter. Uh, The Roman Reigns interview that was advertised forever was a minute long of Roman just giving the usual, you know, I'll be back better than ever type of thing. Nothing to it. Uh, El Torito and the Mini Gator was just embarrassing. Nothing to it. We had segment after segment after segment that either didn't matter, was embarrassing to watch, or something that doesn't get me excited about the rest of the show. And then the segment that's supposed to get me excited about the show because it was a surprise, I was not a big fan of. And that's what you alluded to with The Rock. Right, I wasn't either. Um, So so tell the people. Tell the people. Yes. The Rock returned this week on Monday Night Raw. He returned for a little one-off deal. 
Maybe it'll yes. play into something later. Some people no. are expecting that, but I don't. <laughs> no, it won't. It was it was a it was a halftime pop. It was the Rock coming back because they're in New York City. Comes back involved in a Rusev and Lana segment. Mm-hmm. Tell the people first off. Assuming that people watched this segment, because by now I would have to imagine that most people heard The Rock came back and they went and watched it. Mm-hmm. What happened in this Rock segment? He made Rusev look like a clown. He said a few funny lines that the crowd could shout along to, and he left. The point of these segments, The Rock has come back before. He's done segments like this, you know, a decade ago. But still, he's done segments like this. The surprise Rock return. Usually, in the case, he returned one time with Eugene. I can't remember if he was getting dumped on by La Resistance or if it was uh, Muhammad Hassan. I think the fir- I think this one was the La Resistance one. Hogan was the Muhammad Hassan one. Well, I know Muhammad, I know Hassan did the Hogan thing, but I, I he came back to kind of get on Eugene's side, right? And he was playing, you know, with the foils of La Resistance. Though neither one of those two, and you can add Eugene, really mattered. The segment was kind of made to build him up, build Eugene up a little bit, but really it was Mm -hmm. a rock segment. Yes. You know, years before he would come back and this built to actual matches. He would come back to save Mick Foley and it built to an actual WrestleMania program. This one, he wasn't coming back to help anybody unless he was protecting America and America was the Eugene. Oh, he was coming back to help Vince McMahon turn that show around in Brooklyn. <laughs> the pros of these segments, okay? The the fans live like to see obviously the rock come back. It's a huge surprise moment. It goes to show that anything can happen on Raw and the rock looks good, you know? That's the formula. You have a little throwaway segment where the rock looks good and he entertains the people. All successes. Those are the pros. Every single one of those things could have been done if it was not Rusev in the ring being the foil to the rock. Correct. If it was Bo Dallas, I, I think Bo Dallas would have been perfect. You would have gotten everything good you got out of the Rusev segment with the surprise return. The Rock making this Bo Dallas, who's already a joke character, into an even funnier joke, and the crowd laughs. And The Rock looks okay, and no one important gets pummeled for it. And you can do something with Bo after that. You, I mean, you can have him think of new catchphrases and things. I'll get him back. You well, know, and it, could only, be, it could be a running story. There's line only, if you wanted it yeah. To. There's only a way to go up for, with Bo Dallas. Correct. But with Rusev, Rusev is your big, your, your heel in the making, your top heel in the making. All right. And this is the, this is the response. I posted on Twitter, how I hated this segment. And these are the types of responses I got. That's the proper place to go for anger is the internet. Well, these are, <laughs> I wanted to see what other people thought of it. Now, you have some who have agreed that it was awful. At uh, Lucha Nerd on Twitter said it was horrific. Nobody ever oh, comes out looking like a star when The Rock is in the ring, except for The Rock. Which, exactly. again, that would be fine if it was a Bo Dallas or someone not up unto Rusev's level that was in the ring with him. But it was mm-hmm. Rusev, okay? Rusev's your new top heel in the making. The Rock completely punks him out. Yes. Makes fun of Lana. It's fine, whatever. Yes. But you knew it was going to happen. I'm surprised there wasn't. Oh, well, there was pie eaten, but I was expecting more double entendres. Right. There. So he's in this ring with Rusev and Lana, completely punks out Rusev at the end, punching him, ridding him. And then the segment ends. The Rock is the hero mm-hmm. and Rusev is done. The mm-hmm. whole point of Rusev's character in the last six months since he debuted is everyone is trying to shut him up about America. No mm-hmm. one's been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And Rusev rolls on. Well, guess what, guys? The Rock just did it last night, and it's over. Yes. Uh, the best thing that could have happened would be Rusev would have thrust kick him in the middle of one of his jokes. I actually massive, thought... Massive, massive heel heat. That crowd would have made him... Would have made him monstrously evil on that one, especially given the context that this is the only segment that crowd really enjoyed. Yeah. If he had thrust kicked him in the middle of one of his little wacky sing along with the rock things, this dude would be the your number one heel in the company and would accomplish what you wanted to get out of it. Instead, they, he's they just another the... the point of using yeah. these old guys to bring them back for pops is to make new guys look good. And the problem is when they bring back certain guys, they don't do the 
job or they don't they're not big enough to carry that like you know Jericho and Van Dam are the law of diminishing returns because of the way they book them Rock Austin Hogan you know the living in the past crap which I don't like for booking WrestleMania either I mean it just it 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 puts your entire roster under a microscope and the fact that the rock is the only over guy on this whole show other than Ziggler stands out well, you make you yeah. make your you make one of your top rising heels look bad i mean the gimmick's done yeah and i'm not going to be the one that says it's done because i think you know in 2 weeks they're going to try to make everyone forget about this rock thing or at least i think that's what they're going to do but and they'll go right back to the big show i mean you'll have big show and rusev at hell in a cell I hope Rusev just destroys him and people forget about, oh, Rusev was the one that The Rock punked out. So these are the responses. Um, okay. First of all, before I before I go further, that's why the coach was so great when he was in WWE because The Rock could come back and punk the coach out and no one cares. Yeah, you can punk the coach. You can punk Kevin Kelly. Yeah, you can punk out these guys instead of the guys that you expect to draw money from in the future. Uh, these are some of the responses we got all on right. Twitter. Some people thought that it was a great segment. They just hoped that Rusev wins the feud in the end. Okay. All surprise. There is no feud. Nope. Not going to happen. Yeah, it, this is this isn't a build for WrestleMania. Some, Be quiet. Some everybody. people are talking about the Rock versus Rusev at WrestleMania. If that, <laughs> really? if that happens, okay. I doubt it. First if of all, I don't ha- think he's going to ha- be at WrestleMania. If that happens, wow. Really? Yeah, the Rock, not Rusev. Oh, okay. Then you meant Rusev. I thought, wow, they're gonna burn through him quick. No. Uh, yeah. Let, uh, Rusev, unless Rusev beats John Cena and Brock Lesnar, he's not gonna be big enough for The Rock to come back for a match with. He would have been super big if he had beaten John Cena, and then oh, yeah. not been punked out by The Rock. I mean, the whole point of this entire character is that he hasn't been beaten by anybody. And now that that part is Rocky still in there. Well, that, that part that is still true. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. That part is still true. He hasn't been beaten, uh, except for a DQ loss every once in a while. Mm-hmm. The second thing that you know, other things that were said Continue. in response is Rusev and Lana got the rub by being in the segment with The Rock. Oh, that's oh, I got five minutes on this. If you want it, Rob, I don't because okay. I have points to make and I'm important. <laughs> that's oh. Uh, yeah, if you want to book it like TNA and WCW did when they brought in WWF stars and they put guys in and they didn't get over just by being in the ring and getting the rub. We, so we mentioned just, no. I mentioned him being in the ring with Eugene and La Resistance. Where are they now? And where oh, were they a year after The Rock did this segment? They're Hall of Famers, aren't they? Yeah, well, Eugene, maybe. <laughs> he uh, just got fired too. Poor guy. I just saw him two weeks ago also. Got him fired. So happy at the performance center. I did not get him fired. I promise you that. <laughs> um, so that's what I, Rusev and Lana get the rub. Well, you know what? They would have gotten the rub if they had just beaten someone down on the show. And the- and Bo Dallas again. I don't want to pick on Bo Dallas, but you have a Bo Dallas in there. You know, Rusev and Lana being in the ring getting punked out is not your good thing. I I understand how it's kind of the any publicity is good publicity, but the whole point and people are actually getting invested in the rusev character i mean that jack swagger rusev program went further than anyone thought it would exactly the mark henry match people were sending us tweets saying that the mark henry match no one cared about no one cared about mark henry in that match no one cared about it they didn't like the interview after the pay-per-view where mark henry lost because mark henry lost they actually were pretty into the match i want you to go back and watch that match and you'll see did people think that Mark Henry might win? Probably not. But they were behind Mark Henry. It was a good little program. It's a mid-card program. People were trying to tell me that Rusev being on the mid-card makes this okay. And that it doesn't matter what you do with him. Yes, he's on the mid-card now. Is that the goal for him to stay on the mid-card? No. He's on an upward trajectory. You have to keep that upward momentum going. So he can eventually have an important match. Eventually get himself into the main event. You do that right now by wrestling or being involved with John Cena. And that's figuratively where everyone thought he was going. And it may still be the case where he's going. But to say that it doesn't matter that Rusev was foiled by The Rock because he's just a career mid-carder is one short-sighted, two probably wrong, and and just ridiculous. 
Of course he's on the mid-card. People start on the mid-card. Brock Lesnar is the only one I can think of that was immediately shot up to main event status and stayed there. Usually when people start at main event status, they go downwards. Like exactly. a Tensai. Especially and these types of characters lately. Kozlov, Tensai. Your 80s characters do this. Rusev's different in that Rusev is kind of in the same same position I'd say Ryback was. Yes, he's being shoved down your throat. You know, even Roman Reigns, in some respect, if you want to go that well, he's far. Not, he's not really he, being shoved down our throat like a Ryback a was. Well, not like, no, not because those are faces. He they're, has they're, one they're, segment they're, on a TV show, and then it's over. They move on to their main storylines, but he beats people in that one segment on the TV show. It's not like every segment of the show is Rusev. No, no, no you're, you're right on, on that front. Uh, what, what my, more to my point is the crowd doesn't want to see this guy pushed at first, but they're building him, and as they build him, the crowd is starting to turn and, and go along with the flow of it. This interrupts the flow, in my, in, in, in my opinion. It, it interrupts Rusev's momentum to yeah, me, for that's sure. that's what I meant. That's maybe, what I meant. Maybe I'm the only one who thinks Rusev can be a top heel at some point. But look, this guy can talk. He's a beast in there. We talk about every time he's on NXT, he's just people, lighting the people, show up. Lana has heat. Lana yeah. has legitimate heat when she's out there. Yes. No, I, I agree that he could be. I, I wouldn't say he's an A-list pay-per-view heel just yet, but right now he's no. definitely on your B pay-per-view main event list right. if and, you wanted him. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that Rusev is a top guy. He shouldn't be punked out by The Rock. I'm saying he's a mid-card guy. The point is not for him to stay there. He's only been on the main roster not even since WrestleMania. He showed up after WrestleMania. Yes, so the point this is, is still the a point newer is character. He's, he's climbing. He has right. a, uh, he has momentum. Don't stop the upward swing. Don't do, knock him down a peg. And or to two. do what? So the Rock can look good on a Raw TV show. You Again, know, so he could Raw, do that with anyone else. I'm not opposed to the Rock looking good. I don't. If anyone else was in that segment, like again, a Bo Dallas, that segment is f- perfectly fine. I'm not sitting here today saying, oh, we shouldn't have punked out Bo Dallas. Rusev was the wrong guy. I agree. I mean, you're not going to get anything. I mean, The Rock, I was a little bit too old to really. I mean, The Rock was decent, but he never really did much for me. Yeah, he's going to do his lines, you know, clanging and banging, pie-eating, da-da-da. He'll add in one modern cultural reference. As you can see, he was trying to search for the lines on the Jay-Z record that he thought would be so clever. But, you know, that's what The Rock does. That's his gimmick. Fine. But don't do this with Rusev. They're, they're better. You could have done this with Slater Gator if you'd wanted to. Yeah, that's... That's what I'm opposed to. It's just the fact that Rusev was in there. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe we're both no, overreacting. I don't know. No, I wanna... because they do they do this with other guys who are starting to get built. I mean, like, I'll give you an example of The Miz. Yeah, The Miz is a mid-carder, but he was starting to get momentum with this movie star thing. And then Triple H does that promo where, you know, oh, you're a clown, you make me laugh. And this and this is why I, the response that we got on Twitter from uh, – I don't remember who it was, but someone responds on Twitter and just says, I think the line that they said, it doesn't matter, really just got to me. Because this is why Randy Orton's still a top heel in 2014. is because they're afraid to get anyone else up there. And Rusev can be one of the guys. Yeah. I made this comparison that, um, and I was not comparison, comparing Kurt Angle to Rusev. But I made God the comparison no. that Kurt Angle, when he first debuted, was a mid-card patriotic character and he was rusev right now is a no. mid-card patriotic character angle was a goofy heel well, yeah who was an, who, he was an annoying brat who came out with his three eyes right. you know and was, and was doing cheap sp- but he was, he was doing, doing the cheap, it in the name cheap sports heat he was doing it in the name of being patriotic the, the point right. is eventually there will be depth to the character most likely we don't know you, most likely you, there will be depth to the character Yes. It's not going to be that he's a heel foreigner forever. You're looking at that like oh, it's a short-term gimmick that he's a heel foreigner. No, eventually he's just going to be a big-time heel. The foreigner right now is to try and propel him a bit. Right. There's a moment in, in these characters where you can go from being kind of the goofy, lighthearted, 80s wackiness to real viciousness. Especially with this character because he has the skills. And the body type and the believability to do it. You can turn that on a dime. Dave Meltzer tweeted out that this rock segment sh- uh, saved the show for him. Well, and if, if that's a savior of the show, I didn't. 
that that means the show was bad enough because I did not think this saved anything. I think this was one of those things that, yes, it was cool to see The Rock. It's a big surprise moment. You're not expecting it, so it's cool TV. But what happened in there? The Rock said a bunch of words that he always says. No one was improved by it. The Rock will be gone next week, and Rusev will be going back to the big show. And I don't think Rusev's total momentum is killed, okay? I don't. I just don't think it needed this segment. And and to say it was a... I had people tweeting us that were live in the building saying, oh, the people loved it. It was a great TV. This Raw was awesome. Well, one, mm. I opinions from those live, and I've been there before too. I thought shows were great live that didn't come across on TV because right. the experience being in the atmosphere is something different than watching it on television. I probably would have loved to see The Rock last night if I were there in Brooklyn, but I wasn't. And I got a chance to see what was actually going on instead of thinking the entire 10 minutes like those crap, those fans were saying, oh my God, I can't believe The Rock is here. Well, there's that moment when you're climbing that mountain of crap to get to that delicious milkshake on top where you forget that the mountain that you climbed was made of crap. That was The Rock's return. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I can describe it is that people, people, will, people will forgive terrible terrible stuff if there's something memorable in there i want to know i i would love to hear others because so far it's you know most people don't share our opinions jeff most people thought it was a perfectly fine segment because of the rock not realizing Mm -hmm. what went on with rusev i would love for people to tweet us at shake them ropes or send us an email rob at shake them ropes.com what do you think of the rusev segment I'm looking at it from a writer's perspective, and I go, where do you go from there? What what does this well, do? Who the, does this serve? The crazy thing is they were advertising Big Show versus Rusev for Raw all right. the way leading up to the show. So right. was The Rock always planned, and it was just being kept a surprise from people, so they were advertising that show? If, I, if that's the I case, a, why do you advertise it publicly? Mm-hmm. Or was it a last-minute thing and no one thought of the consequences? Well, there were a few of those moves I, th- I thought might be play as you go type things for what, example, what else on the, raw yeah tell us something else on raw because i gotta get away from this rock stuff well let me let me go back to that but but the fact that they held out until the moment halftime started again didn't they to bring out the rock um that's pro- that's why they were that's why they were stalling on the lana rusev segment probably A- after uh you see my dvr yeah. blew up on sunday after so, Alfred Morris dropped a fumble and I needed him to score some points for fantasy football, I turned off the NFL game, so I did not watch it. I don't know when halftime happened. It, the segment may have well occurred during halftime. I, I have no idea. I figured you were watching baseball. Oh, I, these playoffs <laughs> are getting to me too because every team I want to win to have good series later on is not right. winning. The Dodgers right. are probably losing right now. Uh, don't remind me. Go I ahead. mean, I've, I had a bad weekend anyways because the Bengals got blown out All on right, national but, TV. What else on Raw? What else on Raw? Um, I thought the Emma move might have been a been on the fly. Oh yeah, because I, because because they were trying to. Uh, I, I'm not going to hate on that. What I'm going to no, I'm not going to hate on it. I just thought it was going to be hey, they're they're like NXT fans. They're smart to take out Emma and maybe she'll shut them up. She'll shut them up. I just thought there was a lot of this. The show was written and filmed from a position of neediness, which just came off as desperate the number of tr- attempts at cheap pops on this show was i mean how many times did i mean you, you make celebrities look stupid out there when they're coming in to spend time with you to plug things that are important to them i know it's supposedly in fun but still um you, you think hoda copy and kathy lee were made to look stupid i don't think they're made to look stupid i think they went along with something that was stupid yeah, I, th- I mean, it's, I think it's that's what they do. They broke, they, you know, you break wine bottles over each other. I mean, they, they probably the had same- a blast doing that. Honestly, oh yeah, they, they had a blast it. doing that. But they did the same thing with the Titanic when it was christened. Yeah. So if the ship's going down, yeah. But I mean, they don't even treat their re- the real celebrities when they come in well anymore. I mean, they had Hugh Jackman in a program with Zack Ryder of all people. So, but that's here, near here, no there. They were desperately trying to get over with. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. The, the pre-taped segments that were supposed to come off as live came off really terrible. Like when Dean Ambrose was going to the wrong train station? <laughs> or he was leaving from the wrong train station? I don't live in New York, but I've been through the subway, and I, I noticed that one right away. It's literally telling you what street they're on, and Cole's trying to tell us it's on a different station. The pauses on, on the Roman Reigns pre-tape, which was supposed to be live, which nobody could have possibly... I mean, just tape them. It's... 
Just like Saturday Night Live, you being live is no longer dangerous because you're in a formula now. Don't don't try and screw with us. Like the Edge and Christian ones came off pretty bad too. Um, <laughs> on the Dean Ambrose thing, I wanted him to come back with a cut of the Warriors. <laughs> maybe maybe feuding with Abe Knuckleball Schwartz as a baseball fury we might, or something. We might be close to that. Coney. We might be close to Dean Ambrose just going full on goofball. Because I know he's this character who doesn't give a shit. He's PG. He's PG. Steve Austin. He's uh, he's he's angled. He's almost angled doing Austin. I expect some guy at ringside to start throwing him hot dogs when he does his like on the turnbuckle thing, and he just smashes them together with ketchup and mustard. He does so great when he's in there with somebody, and he's talking. And then of course his work is excellent. But then they give him the props. And I am not a fan of giving Dean Ambrose the props they are giving him. I don't think you need props right now to get this guy over. I really don't. Well, I think it, he's going to talk himself over. It books him as more goofy than badass. Right. And I think that's our problem with it. And and a response to that we got on Twitter was, well, Steve Austin had props too. He had the Zamboni. He had the beer truck. Did that make him look goofy? Beer makes you look like a badass. Milk makes you look like a goof. 1997 Gak, beer Gak truck. Makes you look like, Gak makes you look like a children's entertainer. I'd rather have the beer truck than the ketchup and mustard squirting in people's faces. That's just me. Uh, you know, the mustard mm, ketchup beat, part. Yeah, beat I, I, someone can, up. I, can, I can forgive that. Yeah, you, as you long what, as you beat somebody up. You know what up. Steve Austin did? He would come out and stun people and beat them up to their face. You know what Dean yes. Ambrose is doing? He's chasing Seth Rollins, who every single time manages to escape. Now, that's doing, not the bad part, because they're going to be locked in a cell, hopefully, ne- in a couple of weeks on Sunday. But 19, Okay. But... But, Jeff, he's got ketchup and mustard. It's Keystone Cops crap. He better be the one locked in the cage with Seth, too. That's not happening. That that was announced at the end of Raw. That Go, Oh, yeah, it was what, Steph and that. You're going to, you was going to hell. What Dave <sighs> Meltzer reported a couple of weeks ago, they are actually going with. It is going to be the Dean Ambrose versus John Cena <laughs> opening up Hell in a Cell. And the winner will go in the cage. With Seth Rollins. So one of these guys will get their either long, long revenge or, oh, you kind of upset me a month ago. So now I must get revenge on you in a cage. Will it be John Cena? Will it be Dean Ambrose? Cena's been taken over, uh, been inserted into the A story. Sorry. This story has to end with Dean Ambrose beating up Seth Rollins. The cage is the perfect. It has to end that way. I don't think it, I don't know if it will. I'm hoping it will. It has to end that way. I think it ends with him losing twice. I think he loses to Orton. So you you would think on this day because they're keeping Orton weak on he's they're gonna have to heat him up eventually. Well, what I'm worried about them doing with this cage match is John Cena gets the win, so it's just another obstacle for Dean Ambrose. You know how you yeah. like to give obstacles for the baby faces? Yes, it's just another obstacle to get at Seth Rollins. Hmm. You know, because revenge is his main concern. It's not winning a match against John Cena. He wants revenge on Seth. Do you think Dean is being booked as an equal to Cena or as a fly in Cena's ointment? See, at some point, when they do the interviews with each other and Dean is standing up to John Cena and the two act like they're about to fight, it looks like they're two equals. And Dean wants the fight because he's not afraid of anyone. Yes. But then at Hell in a Cell, if you have John Cena go over... No longer equals because Dean Ambrose loses every single match he's in. Now. Let me ask you another question. Why am I so upset? I'm sorry if I'm so upset, everybody. Oh, it's sexy. I'm so upset about Rusev. I don't know why. You've been ranting and I was like, ooh, you're the angry one. Now people won't get on me about it. I I like watching wrestling. I've watched this. I've watched Raw nonstop ever since WCW went dead. Back then, I used to watch both of them when I could and. You know, I had, I had a life back then. <laughs> Not really. I, I love life now, but I like watching it on Monday nights. Okay. But what are you going to do now? I mean, some of it just makes it so hard. I think I'm a little burned out with the three hours, and I'm sure other people are out there burned out with three hours too. But, just watch it. Oh, you, you can't watch it on DVR though. See, that's the thing. No, I can't. I have to watch it as it's going on. And maybe <laughs> my thoughts aren't well-informed because I'm making them right on the spot after I see something. Obviously, we have to see how things go. I'm in a much better mood when I watch it on DVR, I find. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but let me ask you this, because one of the things I was thinking as I'm watching this show is, 
they didn't properly anticipate this Brooklyn audience. They thought it was an MSG crowd. Yeah, different crowds. And we've, and, been, and we've oh, seen yeah, that they're, before, they're and we've been people. told that before, yeah. But but here's here's my thinking. Do you think, I mean, it works out because either way you get a reaction. But remember what I said last week. Do you think they're going to have Ambrose heal a bit on Cena? Do you think that this end segment was supposed to be that, and it just turned out because the crowd hated Cena so much that they popped real hard for it? What? What are you talking? What are you talking the, about? The, now? The, the the Ambrose attack on Cena at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it was in the script when they wrote it and looked at it and went over it and plotted it out? This was an attempt to heal Ambrose up a bit, rather than the unintended reaction, which was it got him a huge face pop. Well, no, they knew that Russo that uh, Ambrose would get a pop from that. You really think so? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Because he didn't anticipate any other audience response this whole night. No, Rus- Ambrose. Why do I keep saying Rusev? I don't know. Because Ambrose, you're angry about Rusev. I am still? angry about Rusev. You love him. And guess what? Everything will be all right in the end. Yeah. That was a Weezer reference. New album drops today. Um, uh-huh. Dean Ambrose. I have to think when they were writing that, they're in New York still. Dean Ambrose is going to get a good reaction by taking out John Cena. Of course they're going to do something to build up to that match because real the real main event on the show is Dean Ambrose versus John Cena now because that's the match that actually exists. Yeah. You have this phantom match where someone's going to face Seth Rollins. Okay. And hopefully they do something in the next two weeks that make you focused on, okay, one of these guys will get revenge on Seth. But right now the real main event is Dean Ambrose versus John Cena. They're not going to be buddy-buddy for the next two weeks. No. And but Dean Ambrose made the first move. No, yeah, but there are ways to do, you know, there's ways to do two baby faces in a match. And there's you, ways. Do you but, think that people were going to boo Dean Ambrose? No, but I think that they may have thought that. I have no doubt whatsoever they knew he would get a face reaction. Okay. No doubt. Enough. It was just a question. That's all I was asking. Yep. There are two good things I like about... Uh, about this kind of main event program a little bit. I like I like the way that Rollins has been progressing into this weaselly heel that other heels don't like character. I love oh, yeah. I like Oh sure. Even though he comes off as a bit now snotty because I look like a jerk. You well, know, yeah. it makes me laugh. But he's perfect because okay, now he did he successfully got these guys to pay attention to each other instead of him. Yes. He's weaseled out of everything. Okay, well, it may be bad that and Dean Triple Ambrose H can't get a hold on him, Seth which Rollins. Is, which is good, too. Okay, yeah. continue. But while it's bad that Dean Ambrose can't get his hands on Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is escaping every time. Like, this right. dude is doing exactly... And, and there got to be people out there, you know, just saying, guys, stop, stop fighting each other. Focus on Rollins. That's yeah. the story here, is they're not focusing where they should be. And and maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. We'll see how it goes the next couple of weeks now that we finally got a match announced. Because right now, there are two matches announced for Hell in a Cell. And those are the two. Cena and Ambrose, and then the winner goes with Rollins in the cage. And, and the other thing I enjoy, and it, and it boggles my mind that I don't usually enjoy Randy Orton. But when you have an audience, or you have a show where the crowd has taken over... Randy Orton is fantastic at playing that crowd. Randy Orton's good, everybody. I don't particularly enjoy a lot of his. I find his, you know, his promos are kind of monotonous and, uh, da, da, and don't say anything. But in in those main event matches where the crowd has basically gone into business for himself, Orton knows how to play them like a violin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is really good at that, and it it's just. It makes me, it entertains me to no end watching his antics on the apron with the audience. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this Raw, but. I hope so. No, I just, you're not. I, I wasn't a fan of it, and I want to be a fan of Raw. I'm a huge fan right now of NXT. We're getting into yeah. some good stuff over the next few weeks on NXT. And oh, that's, yes. I think that's why I like Rusev so much, because he showed so much more intensity on NXT. He was a, he was a killer in NXT. Killer. And this guy could be a killer. Yeah. And don't tell me this guy's a mid-carder because the evil heel foreigner is a mid-card gimmick. It's not going to be the evil heel foreigner forever, guys. Calm right. down. Me, me telling anyone to calm down right now. 
Well, once they get Lana away from just name dropping Putin over and over again, then then you'll get the next layer. Yeah. Yeah. I, Ms. Dow, uh, Ms. Dow's great too. The crowd loved Ms. Dow. Oh my god. Oh, I loved him. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Sure. I mean, he was good. He he just turned like I I've been saying chicken crap into chicken salad every week. Every week. Who would have thought? I'd like to thank the fans of Brooklyn for turning on that Hornswoggle Torito match. Thank you. It was stupid. I don't. Please stop doing it. I hope we're not getting uh, mini gator anymore. I just hope. Oh no, the bunny has to get involved eventually. Yeah, the bunny kind of took a back seat this week, just being one of the crowd as they focused oh. on Hoda Kotb. Oh, let's talk. Kathy let's Giver. talk this. We're not. We're not going to talk. Okay. Let's talk this announcing team for another moment. They're, uh, they're great and awesome. Oh, they are the opposite. I don't want to talk about the announcing for too long. No, but... Say, say your piece about the announcing. I'll give you the uh, floor. Even the, even the stuff... The, the part that annoyed me this week was even the stuff that I'm supposed to really like and I'm trying to really like it, say, a surprise appearance by The Rock, let it breathe... Cole just saying how awesome this is, continuing the hard sell. It's like, dude, shut up well, and let us right. enjoy it. Well, because again, the segment wasn't about what happens after this. It was about The Rock being there. Right, but I don't need to be reminded of how awesome it is that The Rock's here because I'm <laughs> realizing he, how awesome it is The Rock's here. At least he didn't, you know, do the... I don't remember him doing too many of the uh, three-in-a-row sound bites. The Rock is here. The Rock is here. The Rock is here. He did. He, he did it. I think. One, I think he did, did he? it spaced out, but oh, also, okay. you know, the the fake laughing yeah, wow. at every line. And it's just, oh, come on, guys, let me enjoy this. All right, that's it. Yeah. On that, to something else. That was going to be raw. Um, yep. I'm gonna take a moment to recover, and we're gonna get back, and uh, we're going to reveal my Hall of Fame ballot mm. for Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. You can yell at me for who I didn't include. You can pick apart who I did include. We're going to be back in just a moment with Rob's Hall of Fame ballot. ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise. And now he's bringing that savings to you. With over 300 items to choose from, ProRisuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProRisu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, the Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in Prorosu merchandise across the world, the choice is clear. ProRosuShop.com That's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U Shop.com ProRosuShop.com which, which commercials? Which commercials going on here? Huh? Oh, I have no idea. Is it the pure? How do you say a puroso? Okay, so this is the big thing. And when I did that voiceover spot, I had to reach out to others to figure out how to say prosu. Prosu? Because what it is, it's supposed to be pro res. Okay. That's how Jap. It's not any Japanese word. Right. It's them saying pro res. Oh, okay. But. You, they have that fainted, accented U at the end. Right. Like, so when an American says it, a lot of people say puro. So they don't say the whole thing or they'll say prorisu. Okay. It's supposed to be. And I've talked to literally people who have been in Japan and don't speak Japanese, but know enough. And they've told me it's prores, but you can't say prores because no one knows what you're talking about. So you say prorisu. Mm. You don't say prorisu. Just say prores and then put a U at the end. Prorisu. Are we, are we taping right now? I mean, it's recording. I'm not going to put this on the show. Oh, I think you should. <laughs> a, note, a, note, a note to our fine sponsor. I want all the Toru Yano stuff you have. All of it. All of it. Give me. If anyone out there thinks I'm wrong, prorisu, send, uh, send me a tweet. Maybe I'll include this on the show because I'm so mad. Toru Yano is a treasure. All right, we'll get into the Hall of Fame. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. The voting period has ended. Or it might end tomorrow, but it's pretty much over. 
I've sent in my ballot. It's in. No more take backs, no changes. You mean after all the changes you've already made? Yeah, but I mean, well, I wouldn't say they were necessarily changes. It's where I thought I would go. And then where I ended up going based on the research throughout the last month. It's over. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. So I told you off air, I think during our last show, maybe it was afterwards, what my ballot was. Do you remember what my ballot is? Yeah, more or Don't less. Don't give it yes. out. Yeah. Don't <laughs> give it out. Oh, I won't, princess. It's, this is this is your b- ball. You no. get to be the bell. Hey, you want to give it out? You can give it out. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give it out. Doesn't matter. I'm mad that you changed your mind on Sting after spending an hour and a half talking about him. We should have probably planned this before recording, but if you were to make a ballot and you had uh, to send it in to Dave, do you know who you would have voted for? Yeah, I've been over this on the show. Have we? Okay, we'll do that. Let's... Not to put you on the spot, but would you be able okay. to give who you would vote for? Off the top of my head. Sure, why not? Um, a Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express. I would put Sting. Um, I would put Ivan Koloff. Okay. I believe I would also put uh, Dick Murdoch and Sergeant Slaughter from the Modern Candidates. And then, right. And then from the... Uh, non-wrestling contributors because those, those would be the only two i'd vote in mm-hmm. i'd love to, i'd love to vote for the andersons but i you know i just don't know enough about the historical uh category to vote in it and then in that one i think i put jerry jarrett i believe i put I'm trying to remember all the all the non wrestling things. I, I, well, I can bit... give you I can give you the uh, the list give, if give, you would like. Give me give me the list. I'll tell you who. So I... the non uh, wrestler candidates: Bill Apter, Dave mm-hmm. Brown, Jim mm-hmm. Crockett Jr., Jim Crockett Sr., mm-hmm. Gary Hart, Jimmy mm-hmm. Hart, mm-hmm. Howard Finkel, mm-hmm. Jerry Jarrett, Larry Matisik, Gorilla Monsoon, Gene Okerlund, Don Owen, George Scott. And Jesse Ventura and Stanley Weston. Now I'm allowed to vote for ten wrestlers. You can then, you can have up to ten, many, and then as many non as I want, right? No, five, five okay. non, five non. I think I put. Uh, that's right. I put uh, Jerry Jarrett, Jim Crockett Senior, uh, Jimmy Hart, and Bill Apter, and I was kind of borderline on Monsoon and Ventura, but I'd, I'd like to see them going as a team, to be so, honest. So you would but, vote for neither of them? Because uh, you can only vote for one. You only have one spot left. Yeah, I know. I would probably... You know what? Monsoon or Ventura? Chicken or the egg? Oh, I would probably, just due to the way that he shaped the heel color commentary position, I'd put Jesse Ventura. Oh, yeah. He he shaped it into JBL. And... No, no <laughs> maybe not. I'd, I'd probably put Monsoon over that. I mean, I, I also went back and forth on Jim Crockett Jr., but I realized that was just emotion. So, so, you... I'll, keep it, so I'll keep it the four solid. I can't... I, I have a hard well, time okay. with, well, with the but... with the Okerlund and Finkel, but I, okay. I could make an argument for him. I, I, okay. I'd, I'd probably put Okerlund in there. Okerlund, yes. Well, now you have... There, there's so... my five. So Jerry, take away, take away Monsoon and and, 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 and Ventura, and I put in Oakland. All right, so Oakland, Bill After, Jimmy Hart, Jim Crockett Senior, and Jerry Jarrett. So you and, know what you just did? Hart, yeah, you know what you just did? I blew it for everybody by voting in Jim Crockett Senior. You have de facto voted in the hysterical, not hysterical, but historical candidate section. Right. So the Andersons just lost percentage points because they did not get your vote. Fair enough, but I know more about the promoter than I do about right. the number of wrestlers in there. I think a lot of voters don't realize that. I know I didn't. Is that the non-wrestler candidates are still in the other categories that they would normally belong in. So if you vote for them, because I voted for Jim Crockett Sr. We'll get to my full list. I voted for Jim Crockett Sr., so effectively, you've taken away a vote from the Andersons and probably the Assassins. I've taken away a vote from the Assassins from Red Bastine. Because the Assassins would be, you know, high on my. If I vote in the historical category, I'd vote for the Assassins and uh, the Andersons definitely. Because so. when Dave sends these ballots out, the ballots available on the F4W board. Um, when he sends these out, he doesn't make that clear. Right. 
like we're supposed to guess, you know, who's in what category. I suggested to him that you just put the guys in the categories they represent and maybe put an asterisk next to their name and explain what that's for. You know, the non-wrestlers so they don't count against your 10. So we'll see what happens. But yes, um, we'll get to my ballot because I did the same thing. I effectively lost votes for the Andersons and for anyone else who might have been considered in the historical candidates. Um, My ballot, the wrestler categories, I voted in the U.S. modern category. Told you last week I was going to vote in the Japan category because I knew most of the candidates, but I wasn't comfortable enough with all of them. Right. So I ended up abstaining from the Japanese category. Okay. So I only voted three wrestlers in. And they were all from the modern era in the U.S. Canada list. And those three, without going into too much detail, because again, Voices of Wrestling has been doing a great job with information on every single category and candidate. So if you want to know about the candidates, you can go listen to all the shows that uh, Rich and Joe have done on Voices of Wrestling. So we're not going to go too much into depth. And Dylan, you guys, I mean, Dylan's, well, been, Dylan, doing, Dylan's been doing yeoman's work on this thing, and I disagree with a lot of his opinions, but I can't knock the hustle. Here, so. At the risk of me divulging who I voted for and getting ferociously knocked by Dylan for one of my candidates on the ballot, <laughs> these are my list. The Junkyard Dog, <sighs> The Rock and Roll Express, and Brock okay. Lesnar. Got my votes in the U.S., Canada, modern era. Brock, Junkyard Dog, and the Rock and Roll Express. And honestly, I know a lot of people are debating whether or not to include UFC in Brock Lesnar's reasoning for going into the Hall of Fame. I don't really think you have to, except for maybe his drawing factor bringing wrestling fans into UFC. Because I think that helped. Wrestling fans wanted to see what Brock Lesnar is, because that's wrestling. And you're catering to the wrestling audience. Are we just supposed to forget it? I have no problem with you voting for Brock personally. Um, My thing would just be, I want more historical context. Well, talk about historical context. I mean, Sting Sting has historical context. That's the only reason I think. Brock Brock does too, all in a kayfabe sense. I mean, this guy, like I said last week, is going to be talked about every single year. Even after he's dead, most likely. If WWE is still around... This guy, every March or April, is going to come up in talks of WrestleMania as the one guy who beat The Undertaker. Historical significance, he was a guy who could go outside of wrestling, make it big, come back and get even more money because, you know, Vince sees that Brock did it elsewhere. So now he's more important. Again, I, I don't mind that one. The Junkyard Dog, on the other hand, I have an issue with. Instead of Sting? Well, okay. Junkyard Dog... Big regional draw for a ver- for a short time. Crappy worker. <laughs> and, you know, it says on the instructions that three or four year run, unless it's business transforming, shouldn't be considered. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's my opinion. And I know why you voted for Junkyard Dog, and I can understand it. I just... Sting's a better candidate to me. To me. Sure. But the non-wrestler category. Okay. Jim Crockett Sr. Gene Okerlund. Yep. Jimmy Hart. Okay, we agree so far. And Howard Finkel. I knew you wanted Finkel. So, I wanted uh, Finkel in so bad. I have no problem. He's with not going to get in. Things. He's just not. Not in the first year, I don't think. I but don't I think want, you should. I mean, Howard Finkel. Well, Jimmy Lennon Jr.'s in. You might as well put. Is he? Yeah, Jimmy Lennon Jr.'s in there. Or Jimmy Lennon is, yes. Sr., one of the two. Yeah, I no, guess. Well, not, not Jimmy Lennon Jr. Yeah, it's Jimmy senior, Lennon Sr. Yeah. Senior. My fault. All these juniors and seniors. Right. But yeah, no, Howard Finkel. I mean, he's the voice. He's been doing it forever. Not so much anymore. Oh, so, was... your argument, so your argument is pretty much he's Sting. No. You have to put him in because he's Finkel. No. He's the voice. No, not really. It's Howard <laughs> Finkel, man. <laughs> Shaved his head for this business. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But that, that's my ballot. And yeah, I found out after voting, of course, that Jim Crockett Sr. going in meant I took ballots away from the uh, historical candidates. So Let me ask you. I apologize uh, to the Andersons. On the one that, on, well, you didn't vote Jerry Jarrett. so I did not vote for Jerry Jarrett. But what kept you from voting for Bill Apter? Because I was never a magazine guy. 
Okay. Okay. I didn't neither get was wrestling. I, neither I've was never I, gotten, but I just... I've never gotten wrestling magazines. Okay. You know, you talk about how... I mean, I was... I was getting research from people who bought the wrestling magazines and that's how they stayed into wrestling because they could follow along when, you know, before the internet and before everything else. Right. Um, I just, it's I was, one of those arguments where someday people are going to say, Hey, does Dave Meltzer go in to his own wrestling observer hall of fame? But I just don't think you collecting information about what others are doing I don't know if I have a good way to say it, but because I know there are, you rep- you there are reporters his, in Hall of Fames for articles and you, all that. Yeah, but you I, don't think his contribution is strong enough. I don't think his contribution is strong enough when me, a pretty big time wrestling fan early on, never got any benefit from his work. Oh, so it's all about you. Well, no, you got to get benefit from the work <laughs> of these guys. I got everyone I, I put in, I got no, benefit I from indirectly. I didn't Did get I, much... I didn't get much direct benefit from after other than seeing his magazines occasionally because I never bought them. But I, you know, I could still recognize it for me before I even knew about Meltzer. He was the wrestling journalist that mm-hmm. I knew. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. Okay. And, and maybe, maybe someone will say something that gets me turned around. Staying stronger than the junkyard dog, though. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. All right. Well, that's my, uh, that was my wrestling observer ballot. Um, eight names. No, sorry. Seven names. Four from non-wrestler, three from wrestler. Uh, next year, I'll be comfortable with everyone where I'll be able to vote for uh, the Japanese category. Probably get more in tune with Mexico. Uh, not because I'm following it regularly. If you did, if you did we'll I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to campaign for L.A. Park. <laughs> I'd really like to see him make the Hall of Fame. I love, I love me some L.A. Park. I love him so much. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. I mean, Mexico's a tough one because I just don't watch it. I mean, I watch... Uh, Japanese wrestling. I was big into Noah in the mid two thousands. Big into New Japan. Not so much all Japan, but I watch it. Uh, it's just the the historical side of Japanese wrestling. I'm not that in tuned with. You know what I mean? Yeah. For for me, I was like all Japan, New Japan in the early nineties to the mid nineties, and then I kind of stopped for a while, and I got really back into it about uh, two or three years ago, yeah. with the exception of you know some from the mid nineties to two thousand, some garbage matches from Japan. Yeah. But other than that, not really. And, so. And Dylan said this on one of his shows on Voices of Wrestling. He, you know, he wants to make sure that people are voting in categories they belong in. Like he yes. was voting, he was actually abstaining from categories he felt pretty strong in. And then voted in him, I think, because he realized some of the goofballs that are voting in, like, the Mexico category. You know, like, you think you may not be so strong, but then you realize there are voters that don't know anything <laughs> about the category that are still yeah, voting. I think there's something to be said that's admirable about— That's how I feel about the MLB Hall of Fame. I think the MLB Hall of Fame is full of crap, but that's, you know— well, that's because I, people I, don't know what they're doing when they vote. Yeah, it's a bunch of sports writers who— are far too look much looking into their spreadsheets and not looking enough at historical significance of certain guys. Um, Jack Morris. Um, <laughs> but in terms of I, going back to me, I think there's something admirable to be said about a guy who's humble enough to say, you know, I really don't know enough about that. But at the same time, if they're going to give you the chance to vote in a category and you think you're fairly well reasoned in it, do it. Yeah. And we'll see what happens next year, but uh, we'll see if all three of my guys get in because I think they actually have a pretty good shot, and that's not why I voted for them. Like, I didn't want to just vote for winners for guys to go I think, in. I think, I think one of your guys has a good shot at it. I think the Rock and Roll Express is in this year. I think year. this is their year. I think this is their year. I think we've—I we've can't. I mean, the Midnight Express is in. you got to add the Rock and Roll Express I in think there. Brock's going to be very close. I'll be, I, you know what, he may, it depends on, it depends on the voter breakdown between modern and older guys. I think right. older, older guys are going to want to say, well, let's wait. Yeah. Cause he's, he's not he's done yet. Playing. Yeah. He's not done yet. Um, it's going to be an era of recency type thing. And yeah. I don't think, I don't think junk food dog gets close. Junk food dog. Wow. That's Mel- harsh. Uh, that's a Meltzer reference. Okay. Still harsh. Okay. Doesn't matter. Still, still pretty rough. I think Sting stays where he is, which is sad. I, th- I think I think this is Sting goes where... down. I, I we talked about this last show. Goes, Sting, think, Sting goes down. Think... He's wow. not he's not getting twenty percent this year. Wow, you think so? We talked about this. I I think so because there's so many names on the ballot. Out of I mean, Chris Harrington is doing right. uh, kind of like exit polling, and I don't think in his exit polling yet anyone has mentioned Sting on their ballot. 
because there he are so may, many names. Same, he may have the same problem as, as Brock, too, in that he's still performing. So they may just wait on that. But I think this is also the year where everybody's campaigning for the guys who may get dropped off the ballot, and you and you want to put your ballots that way so that they don't get dropped off the ballot. Yeah, there's just a... Uh... This is the Koloff-Murdoch type of pushes that you're going to get, you know, the uh, the Andersons in the historical section, et cetera. Well, he updated it today. If you want a link to this, just uh, get us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. But Chris Harrington, who does a ton of this uh, WrestleNomics research, has posted ballots um, from those that have either posted them online somewhere or on Twitter or emailed to him. And he's got about 16 or 17 right now. And of those 17 ballots... The Rock and Roll Express appear on 15 of them. Good. It's a small sample, but pretty good start for them. Brock Lesnar appears on nine. Jerry Jarrett seems to have a lot of uh, a lot of support. Ivan Koloff has a lot of support. But of those 15, do you know how many see Sting on their ballot? Probably none. One. One. And two people actually voted for the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> and Sting has one. He is you know, going I to think, get so little support this year. It's not funny. You think he drops off the ballot? I don't think he gets that low, but I think he's getting under 20. See, I have no problem with the Warrior getting into the Hall of Fame if you're making a wing for... He should have a wing for gimmicks, star, but then it just becomes the WWE Hall of Fame. The star power. He was a main event draw. He was transcendent because when you talk 80s wrestling, you talk Hogan, Savage, and Warrior. But it's one of those things where you're going to need special, you're going to need the work rate wing with Dynamite Kid and Benoit and Jericho in there, too. So, I mean, and there's places for everybody pretty much if you wanted to. I mean, there's a place for Arn Anderson somewhere in this Hall of Fame if you really wanted to get that specialized. But like I said, I'm fairly liberal with my voting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't see, I don't see why we try and make this baseball and become jerks or even football where guys like Peter King get up and make these grandiose statements about how a guy should never be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Art Monk. Junkyard Dog <laughs> only appears on six of the 17. So, I mean, it's not a slam dunk. He's going to get anywhere close either. But I think Good. of those names, the Rock uh, and Roll Express are in. And I think Brock gets pretty close, if not in. Now, have you gone on the network and watched any Rock and Roll Express matches? Any of the really good ones? Um, I think I maybe went on the network once or twice, but mostly it's been YouTube because okay. I know I can get there faster. Right. There's a bunch of really good ones on yeah. the network. Too. I mean, the Midnight Express one, the one against the Heavenly Bodies, I believe at Super Bowl three. I want to say. Well, really most good. of the research on the Rock and Roll Express was numbers based and everything else. Um, and they were a draw. Because I, I only have to see a couple of matches, you know, outside of what I've seen over the last 12 years. Um, but yeah. numbers based, huh? Okay. Well, the stuff that I haven't been living through, because I, I would this, watch Rock and Roll Express matches over the last 15 years of my life. I don't have to watch every single one right. this month, but so I needed to round it out a little bit. You know, I would okay. listen to the other podcasts on Voices of Wrestling and get some more, you know, outside, you know, perspective. Again, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I may have to start a campaign against pure numbers based. Start that uh, campaign. Statistical analysis. Me and Mookie are going to have a feud. I'm going to hit him with a chair or something. Oh, well, I don't that know. seems a little drastic. Well, I like Mookie, so I only hit the people I love. Who is the Rock and who is the Rusev of that? No, I'm probably the Rusev, given our builds. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You might be the Lana, honestly. Oh, I had those. No, never mind. Keep going. Just yeah. keep going. Just keep going. Um, <laughs> what else do we got? Anything? I enjoyed NXT this past week. Yeah. For you know, at least parts of it. <laughs> I, it's going to be one of those things where knowing what the next four shows yeah, are. Your, your, your enjoyment is going to be tempered by. Well, it won't even be tempered. Sports. It's going to be like, I know it's going to be good. I don't have to say, oh, let's wait till next week. I wonder, I hope they continue momentum. The next oh. five weeks of NXT will be good. I know what I wanted to ask you because I took a little heat on this one. Um, my opinion. Good. From, you deserve it. Yeah, I probably do. Good. You know. I apologize to Rovert for inadvertently insulting him a few weeks ago. You should. He's done um, nothing to you. He's a nice uh, fellow. Uh, and he's, he's appreciative. A, okay, he's appreciative. <laughs> We've had words in the past, but other than that, nice guy. It's not guy. all about you, Jeff. Go ahead with your point. Um, The Eric Rowan video. 
The Eric Rowan, yeah. The Eric Rowan video. I, I thought that took, I, I liked the video. I enjoyed it. He's setting them all free. Yeah, that's fine. But it, it. They've been fixed. It, well, okay, hold on. That's not my point. The timing of it takes a little bit of a shine off the Harper video for me. Bray did his job. He got them back into society and he's letting them loose. And now you have Harper and Rowan loose in the wild. Did, did that kind of, you know, it's like, okay, the, 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 the Harper video to me made Harper, you know, a big deal. Did it? Diminishing returns somewhat for the Rowan video. And no. also that now I look at the Harper video and I go, well, what? They're just going to be two guys who just are off on their own doing whatever. These are videos now, to do, explain why they're no longer a team. That's fine. I'm good with that. What's going to get them over is what they do after they're no longer a team. Right. Now, do we need And we haven't gotten that yet. Them? Do we need another gimmick for them, or are they going to be good as is? Are I think they they're going to be themselves and just kind of slowly set. Like, this is the dream when a heel faction like this breaks up. Right. They're breaking up slow. They're not yep. completely changing their characters. At least we don't think. Maybe they will. Maybe Luke Harper comes out tomorrow, and he's a full-on truck driver, and he's got the hat and everything. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But this is a clean break. There's no lack of sense, lack of common sense in this. No. And we'll see what they do with it. Yeah, no, I, I'm fine with that. I, just, I think it's just, I guess, my personal preference for Harper and my thoughts that he could be, you know, pretty big. Not 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 huge, but big. And, you know, giving Rowan a video who isn't going to be as big because he's not as good. Um, and it, it, it kind of, I was like, oh, okay. Now, now, is that baby the Ascension? That's the Ascension, right? What? The baby, the pregnancy, the, the symbolism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe the Ascension's coming up to to be Bray's new people. You know, and, and <laughs> it's, it's the Lucha Dragons. <laughs> no, I, I think the Ascension's coming up, and that's fine for them. You know, it, it props them up with Bray Wyatt, who's had a year of television exposure. Yeah. They're not coming I think, up I think cold. He'll be, yeah, he'll be great as a mouthpiece, I and, think. And eventually, you know, again, in the dream world, you would hope that he rises up this ascension. They tear apart, you know, everything. And maybe Bray goes up against Luke Harper at some point. Or maybe, you know, Luke Harper and Rowan have a reason to team later on. And all of a sudden they're facing off with the ascension, who are Bray's new protégés. You never know. There could be something in the future here. But we don't know anything about Harper and Rowan yet to base any opinion off. The videos are videos to explain why they're leaving, not to debut them. Oh no 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 no! And I didn't I didn't mean that at all either. I just it was for me it was like okay you do the back to back videos it makes the first video not seem as important anymore. I think you could have held off on Rowan's video a bit, but that's me. Yeah, I, I think uh, it was I think it was fine just because the videos was, themselves aren't the important piece. I think Meltzer either said or wrote that the reason they the the, the reason they're so high on the ascension is because they want a Road Warriors team. And all I can think of is you saddled the road war, the WWF when they got the road warriors saddled them with a ventriloquist dummy for God's sake. <laughs> they ruined the road warriors mystique. So, I mean, I hope the Ascension does well on the main roster, but to me, they're, they're just an entrance right now. So I hope they do better. I think they're doing well with a Tommy. So far, and I think if you like Hideo Itami, you'll like what happens in the next five weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's NXT. I don't know how long or how soon the Ascension's going to come up because they are still tied to TV throughout the first week of November um, in NXT. So, Well, NXT is out of continuity for the most part. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see Ascension up there. I'm not excited for 20-minute long tag team matches, but... I'm, a, I'm always excited for new, but I'm always cautious about new. I mean, they're an entrance right now. I think people don't give Connor enough credit. Um, I know he's an older guy. He's big, but he's not bad. And he's been down in NXT. He's learned a lot of stuff. So we'll see what happens when they're in the ring with some of these guys. But right now, there's just no tag division. It's the yeah. Usos oh, that, yeah, and it's the Rhodes. Oh, yeah, and they're... Still going with those two battling Samo- each other. The Samoan Briscoes. Yeah. It... <laughs> but uh, we'll see what happens. But that's uh, WWE. That's the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. When uh, We'll talk maybe more next month when Dave actually issues the Observer with the Hall of Fame results in it. We'll kind of see where we're at, who got in, who didn't get in, and uh, go from there. If you have comments, 
about WWE or want to completely tear me apart for my picks or tear us yeah. both apart for hating on the Rusev Rock segment. No, no, no. I need I need validation. Good comments to me. Bad comments to Rob. Tweet us. Uh, you can call in. Um, I know we only hype this every once in a while, but uh, we do have our Skype lineup, which yes. has a real phone number and yes. our Skype name. Yes. We take calls anytime. Yes. And you can leave your thoughts in a voice message so you don't have to worry about calling us when we're recording. And your thoughts can be played on air, and we mm-hmm. can talk about them. Uh, mm-hmm. So visit our Twitter. The very first post on our Twitter at Shake Them Ropes has all our contact information. It's let's say things on Skype or two six zero four eight four. Excuse me, two six zero four nine four three eight one one. You can call from a cell phone. If you're outside the country, use Skype, so it's free for you. And uh, give us a call. Give us your thoughts, and uh, tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Do you want to follow me personally on Twitter? It's at crapgame13. Some wrestling talk, some other talk. It's just general crap. It really is. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I use Twitter as its intended function to get thoughts out of my head and just move on with my life. Yeah. That is Shake Them Ropes for this week. If you'd like to send Rob to his happy place for next week so he's not such a cranky pants. I'm going to be better next week. I really am. You want to know why? Because Nene Leaks is guest hosting Raw. Oh, good lord. So is Cressley. What? Uh, Chrisley, whatever that is. I'm sorry, what? He's hosting Raw? He's going to be on it. Oh. You didn't know that? No, I did not. Don't you read The Observer? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How did I miss that one? Oh, Oh, you work for The Observer? What's your... I miss Chrisley. I don't like this at all. But oh, I'll, I'll try is... to be in a better mood next week. Unless well, Will Bruce Jenner be able to fight for the Divas division now once you're... that sex change goes through? <laughs> now you're just saying things I have no clue about. Oh, okay. Well, I just figured they're going for every reality star there is. Bruce Jenner's eventually on this totem pole. All right. Well, I'm going to go watch the Dodgers beat the Cardinals as they're up 2 nothing with Kershaw on the mound. So that's yes. it for this week on Shake Them Ropes. So long. In the world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.